0: We have been discussing chapter 8, Aksara Brahma Yoga, Yoga of Imperishable Brahman. And so far, we have seen in this chapter that Bhagwan defined the reality in the beginning. He made the statement that only Brahman exists as the real reality and all other realities are superimposition on that reality. We have the Aksaram Brahma Paramam. That Brahman is the imperishable one. All other things which I am experiencing are nothing but the manifestations of the Brahman. The world of things and beings which I see outside is nothing but the Prakriti, which is the manifestation of the same Brahman. The world of ideas and awareness which I have is the knower the knower is also nothing but the Brahman. And the experiencer in me is the Adiyagna, but none other than the Brahman. So the Brahman is in all aspects of my world and my reality and my awareness. The Brahman clarified that. And Arjuna also asked how one can know you in the time of the departure, Prayana Kale. Departing from what is something which we had been discussing about. The one departure we have determined is that when this soul is departing from this body. In other words, this body is disassociated from the I-ness that I have right now. My I-ness is very firm right now that I am this body. I am in a constant state of samadhi that I am this body because... There is no doubt in my mind. I never have to think about it. I have to think about everything else. But never think about who I am. I am firmly identified with this body. So that is one identification. And when I depart from this identification, when I disassociate myself from this identification, is one departure. One type of departure. Then... There is another identification which I have is with my mind, and the another one is with my intellect. So this identification with the mind and the intellect is as strong as my identification with this body. So one can say that the ajuna is asking question: what happens at the time of this departure from the one identification? Or the complete departure from all the identifications which I have right now. So, we had been discussing that process. And Bhagwan answered that question Antakale Chamam Eva Smaran Muktva Kalevaram Yah Prayati samadhavam Yati Na Asya Atra Sansaya. very very succinctly and clearly said that the time of departure. Whoever thinks about me, he will come to me. There is no doubt. Hear me, Bhagwan, when he uses first person singular, he is referring to the reality he explained, that only Brahman exists. That one reality is imperishable, the fundamental reality is inexplicable, because we cannot find any source. For everything else in this world, I can find a source, where it came from. Where my body came from is very easy to find. All the food which I have eaten from my birth till this morning breakfast. Where my mind came, there is the source, all the things I thought about and I experienced in my intellect is nothing but the memory of all the experiences that I have. So we find the source for my identification right now. But where does this feeling I come from is not really easy to understand. That's why it's inexplicable. So Bhagavan said, whoever thinks about whatever in the time of departure, that's the state of existence that person will get. It's something similar to when I take a journey from here to India or here to New York, and I go to the airport, There's so many destinations are there. There's so many flights, so many gates, so many destinations available. But I had been preparing for one destination which is important to me. I had been planning for it, I had been thinking about it. I prepared myself, I got appropriate qualifications in terms of have a passport, visa, whatever is required. Identification, even a driver's license if I'm travelling locally. But all that I have prepared before the departure, not at the time of departure. At the time of departure I don't think about where I'm gonna go, what I'm what I need. It is all planned before. So whatever you plan for, Bhagavan says that journey you shall take. So there is no real doubt about it. if you plan for the final destination of liberating yourself from all these embodiments so he says, Smaran Kalevaram. Kalevaram is embodiment, this identification that I have. Whatever identification I drop, the Bhagavan says, therefore, keep the highest goal in mind all the time. Tasmat Sarvesu Mamanusmara. Therefore, if your destination, if your goal is to find the unlimited happiness, which we have talked about. The only goal we have in our lives is to achieve that unbroken happiness. Liberation from all my limitations. And Bhagavan said, if you keep that in mind all the time, then you shall achieve that goal. But if you have other goals and then put efforts for those goals, then we will achieve those goals. It's that simple. So Bhagavan then gives us the instructions. So in last verse, in verse eleven he said, "Yet Aksaram Vedahan, what is the destination which you're seeking? Unknowingly, unknowingly I'm seeking unbroken happiness. Even though my experiences in my life tells me that there is no permanent happiness. I get happy with something, but that doesn't last forever. If I get a lottery, I will be elated. But looking at the history of all the people who won lotteries, they are not the happiest people on this planet. Because their joy also lasted only for a limited period of time. Then they moved on to doing what they were doing before and probably wasted that jackpot. So, but once it therefore, you should prepare yourself for that final destination. Understand what your destination is and then prepare for it. So therefore Bhagwan said, I will tell you where can you find that unlimited, unbroken happiness. Yat aksanam vadanti visanti yat vitaragaha yat brahmacharyam charanti All these people the people who know Vedas and they talk about that state and the people who have freed them, themselves from all the attachments they enter that state and yet the chanto brahmacharyam with, with that desire people live life of moderation brahmacharya see, I'll tell you that destination all these wise people in the past have figured out where the destination is where there's a complete freedom. There is no limitation at that state of existence. Well I will tell you how to get there. So then he says Sarvadvarani Samyamya Mano cha Murdhni Adhaya Atmanaha Pranam Astitaha Yogadharana. He laid out the conditions, laid out the preparation, laid out what is required to reach the destination. So first is sarvadvarani samyamya, closing all the gates. No impressions coming from outside, and no thoughts going out of the world of objects. So Swami explains here that here is the technique of meditation which we have learned through many many books from Patanjali Yoga Sutra from all the Vedas and Upanishads and it says that you have to have shut sampatti to achieve that liberation you have to have six types of qualification Samadama, Uparama, Titiksha, Samadhan, Mumukshatram. all those six-fold qualifications which are described in our scriptures, the first one is Dhamma. Dhamma is a physical control. So Sarvadwariani samyamya, controlling all the senses is the Dhamma. Manohrude niruddhya and resting mind in the heart, which is at the core of your being, resting mind in the intellect. Senses are not functioning. The mind has really nothing to do that mind which has nothing to do, you have to focus on the intellect with all the knowledge that I have gained in the ideas which you have determined are true. The destination that I have determined is the real destination. We want to rest your mind there. Murdhni adhaya atmanihi pranam yoga yogadharana In resting your prana in the head concentrate on that destination. This seems really impossible for me to do at the time of death. At the time of death, it is not possible for me to think about my senses, think about my mind, think about my pranas. So it must be something other than that living the physical body. As you say, this embodiment is of three types. We have three types of bodies. Thula sarira, sukshma sarira and causal body. So, gross, subtle and causal. All these three bodies, when I leave at that prayanakale only I can reach the final destination. So, Bhagavan says, Om iti ek aksaram brahma vyaharan mam anusmaran One who is now prepared, he has stopped all the perceptions and sensations coming from outside. He has focused himself into that one goal, one destination that I want to achieve. And that destination is Om Iti Ek Aksharam Brahma. That's my destination. That Brahma is my destination. But I need something to hold on to, to take this journey. So typically in our normal day-to-day puja, we have murti or any kind of a image of God. But those images can be distracting in that level of meditation when I want to cross oh. beyond this identification with the body, mind and intellect. And therefore Bhagavan said, Om Iti Ek Brahma Vyaharan Uttering that sound symbol of God, all of our Vedas and Upanishads have identified the Om as the sound symbol of God, because in the olden days the speech, the only way the knowledge was transferred. So the sound which identifies, which signifies the all-pervading entity, Bhagwan you should be focusing on. So they say uttering that one syllable "Om." There are many, many Upanishads that are devoted to "Om," but particularly Mandukya Upanishad, if the briefest Upanishad, is only 12 verses, and it basically describes "Om." So the "Om" is sound symbol accepted by all Vedas and all Upanishads. As Bhagavan said, "I will tell you yad I'll tell you that one syllable. Om, which represents imperishable nature of this reality. So, Akshara means imperishable, Akshara also means a letter. So, in our vernacular language, the letter is also called Akshara. So, the one syllable Om, uttering which, one who departs from the identification with this body. As we have discussed, this body can be the physical body, the subtle body, or the causal body. That which causes me to take birth again and again. He achieves that final destination of liberating from all limitation. Om stands for the supreme reality. What was, what is and what shall be. Straight from Andrew K. Upanishad, Upanishad has only 12 verses all devoted to defining all. So, not only defines at the macro level, past, present, and future, but also at micro level, my past, my present, and my future, it represents the three states in which I exist. My dream, deep sleep, and waking. The state which is permanent is none of these three, but beyond these three, which is called Turiya in Mandukya Upanishad, the fourth state. And therefore, it is not the uttering of the Om, but the silence between these two utterings signifies the imperishable nature and transcendental nature of I, the Supreme Self. I, as my own being at this individual level, Bhagwan has already described Adhyatma Adhyatma, the same reality functioning through you, conditioned by you, is called Adhyatma, your svabhava, your nature. At the supreme level, he is called Paramatma. Ananya Cheta Ha Satatam Yomam Smarati Nityasaha Tasya Ham Sulabha Patha Nityasya yuktasya yogina. While discussing all this, it seems so difficult that we will never reach there. It is like a f- first grade student who had been telling his parents, I want to be a doctor. And then when he goes to first grade and starts learning, and then somebody explains to him w- what you have to do to become a doctor. And he says, wow, this looks very unachievable. But then somebody tells you, you take one step at a time. And constantly think about what you want to become and you shall become that person. Continuously and slowly march towards your journey, you will achieve your destination. Ananya Chetaha not thinking about anything else but that destination, that goal. Satatam, constantly. Yomam Smarati Nityasaha One who remembers that goal constantly Nityasaha all the time. So Nityas are defined as daily. But it is throughout your lifetime. If you have that goal. From the beginning of your understanding. What you want to achieve. Till you achieve that goal. And never leave that goal. ham Sulabha Partha. For such a person. For such a seeker. It is very easy for him to achieve me. Or her to achieve me. Nitya the one who has prepared himself by this daily practice, keeping that as a back of his mind that this is the goal of my life, for him Bhagavan said it is easy. Maam upetya punar janma Dukh alayam asaswatam Na apnu mahatmanaha Sansiddim paramam Gataha. Bhagavan said the reward of that is you do not have to come back to mamupet, having reached that state of my being. My being, the state of the supreme being. The state of that imperishable nature. As we have discussed, the fundamental nature of reality is imperishable. Fundamental nature of my own self is imperishable. But right now, I am not focused on my imperishableness. I am focused on everything that perishes in my life. I am worried about my body. I am worried about my mind, my intellect. I am worried about what I have achieved, what I have accumulated. If I can focus on that imperishableness of myself, Bhagavan said, having reached that state, having reached no, He does not have to come back to suffer through this life again. Punarajama is taking a state of limitedness. So if I have identified higher goal and if I don't have any other smaller goals enjoying that state but then I want to come back and have something else to do then I will have to go through the pains of that level of Achievement and then all the trials and tribulations which come with it. So, that Punar Janma Dukkha Alayam Asaswadam. Anything that is impermanent has sorrows and failures attached to it. Said. So, therefore, that Janma, if you take birth as something or someone, there will always be sorrows and unhappiness. But if you don't identify as something as I and just I as I, I as myself, then there is no sorrows or unhappiness. Those Mahatma, those great souls who figured out the final goal and worked towards that daily, all the time, all throughout, keeping that in the back of their mind that this is the goal of my life, then did everything like other people. They did everything the life requires you to do, but the goal was fixed. And for them, once they've achieved their state, they don't have to then go back to those petty little achievements which they were engaged in before. Once I've achieved that degree and got the certification as being a doctor, you don't have to go back to high school again. You don't have to go back to primary school again. It's only when I get confused, then i do something which is not appropriate. So Bhagawan gives a clear indication that if you keep this as your goal, it is not too difficult to achieve. It is available to all. It's an equal opportunity situation. Everyone can achieve this. We'll stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful, please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at com or at chinmayarichmond.org. Thank you. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadraani Pashyantu Ma Kaschiddukha Bhagbhave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari o.